it would be nice to be able to have a way to seamlessly move over and have the authentication that you've done in the mobile device and the context of your self-service attempts shift over to the, the contact center agent so they can pick up the interaction in process. This and more on today's Communications Developer Zone as we talk about enhancing the customer experience with Verizon's Tom Smith. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Communications Developer Zone, a podcast exploring real-time communications technology. I'm Alan Percy, your podcast host, and joining me today is Thomas Smith. He's a senior manager of customer experience product innovation at Verizon, and Tom, glad to have you here today. Great. Thanks, Alan, for having me. Well, enhancing the cu customer contact center, uh, or the customer experience has been one of the long-standing goals for reinventing uh, the customer care application. And you know, with mobile devices and web browsers and everyone's fingertips, uh, there must be a way to improve the customer experience versus the traditional IVR, press one for this and press two for that and sitting on hold. So using the browser along with voice guidance has been demonstrated uh, as a highly effective way of improving the customer experience, accuracy, and satisfaction. And this week, as a matter of fact, Verizon introduced their visual interactive calling solution with the mission to improve uh, customer experience. And this is where Tom and his work at Verizon came into the picture. And uh, I was fortunate to meet Tom uh, at the most recent Oracle Industry Connect event in Florida, and then again a few weeks later at Enterprise Connect. Um, where he was showing a, a demonstration of what he's been working on at Verizon, and I thought that would be a great opportunity to bring him in and share some of the really nifty things you've been working on, Tom. So um, thanks again for spending some time with me today. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, let's just get started with some background uh, on what you've been doing with uh, uh, you know, the product innovation uh, group and your role in that. Um, so let's just start with that. Well, Alan, I've been with Verizon for many years working in the contact center product area on services such as network-based IVR and IP contact center services and speech recognition. So uh, I am painfully aware of some of the shortcomings of IVR when it comes to customer service. It does certainly provide some efficiency in call routing and uh, helps get the call to the right people and maybe even do a little bit of self-service. But I think as users, uh, all of us have suffered through some poorly designed IVRs and we're aware of the limitations. So a couple of years ago, I took on this new role in uh, customer experience innovation and started out talking to enterprise customers about, you know, how are things changing among your customer base? How does the proliferation of mobile devices and particularly smartphones affect the way that your customers expect to be able to interact with your enterprise? And I heard a lot of uh, interesting responses about uh, users who might start out in the self-service world and want to escalate issues to uh, customer uh, service representatives. And it turns out that that's really a cumbersome experience, and I think many of us have uh, felt that as users ourselves. It would be nice to be able to have a way to seamlessly move over and have the authentication that you've done in the mobile device and the context of your self-service attempts 
shift over to the, the contact center agent so they can pick up the interaction in process. And so that's what uh, we're really focused on with visual interactive calling. Really, first and foremost, improving the user experience. Second, taking advantage of the authentication capabilities on the mobile device for better security in the contact center. And then finally, the age-old issue or challenge of providing better cost efficiency in the contact center. Yeah, it. it um, I, I have to admit, as a consumer, uh, nothing makes my hair stand up uh, in anger as the you know the IVR session, three layers deep, entering phone numbers, only to be thrown into a contact center queue and eventually speaking to someone and having to repeat most of this information. Uh, you know, oh, can you verify your address? It's like, wait, I just punched in my phone number. How can you not connect me? So anyway, yes, it um, very much, uh, I think, is um, an opportunity for significant improvement. Uh, but before not we go much, mention, go, go ahead. I was going to say not to mention having to answer challenge questions like your best friend from elementary school in order to uh, be able to access your account information. That is painful for the user. Uh, a lot of times we don't remember the answers to our own challenge questions, and it's not particularly secure. Correct. Correct. Yep. So the um, before we go much further, just, just quickly we should describe what the uh, experience for visual interactive calling is like. Um, it, um, it, it, it's, it, it's unique in the sense of um, it includes you know, the mobile device or a browser interaction along with a voice interaction. So um, why don't we just start quick with a, a quick overview of what that experience is like. Yes, it's actually today integrated into mobile applications, either iOS or Android, via a software development kit. As far as uh, browser integration, uh, that's something that we're looking to get into uh, potentially in a subsequent phase of the product. Uh, but how it really works, maybe I can best describe it with an example. I think many of us can relate to the scenario where we have lost our credit card or maybe it's been stolen and we want to contact the bank in order to get a replacement. Well today if you log into your bank's mobile app and try to get that replacement, they'll tell you first you need to talk to someone in their security department. Without visual interactive calling, that entails finding the right button in the app, tapping it, and then you'll see your device leaving the mobile application, going to the dialer, delivering a call into the contact center. The agent then asks your identity, asks you to prove who you are, again, but with those challenge questions, and then asks why you're calling, and finally will walk you through a list of your recent credit card transactions. You have to uh, try to process that verbal list of credit card transactions, which is very frustrating for the user and time-consuming for the contact center. Mm -hmm. In contrast, with visual interactive calling, we can really improve that experience. So the user would start out in the mobile application, tap the button to talk to the contact center agent, but rather than leaving the app, the call is actually a voice session that is contained within the mobile app. Mm -hmm. So when it arrives at the agent's desktop, they see who you are, 
what you were trying to do. They know that you have already been authenticated, and they can push a list of those recent transactions visually to your device so that as the user you can just scroll through, tap on the ones that look like they might be suspicious, and share that with the contact center agent. Much cleaner experience for the user and much more secure and efficient for the contact center. And the key thing is it's integrated, right? The whole the whole experience, the visual experience, the audio experience is all tied together. You don't leave the app to talk to someone. Instead, it's all integrated. And that's where even as they move through menus on the screen, that there's audio um, to support the, 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 the next step. So if it's a ver verification... So that's interesting. Interesting. So we um, right. I think use cases is a great way to describe it. I think we um, uh, were chatting beforehand about um, another use case with flight rebooking, and um, that might be another real good example. Yes, that's another common scenario that I think that we can all relate to. Most of us have downloaded our airline's mobile app onto our device. So if you're headed home from a business meeting that has run late and you realize that you're not going to be able to catch your flight, you might log into your mobile app to see if you can find another flight that evening. But pretty soon that becomes pretty challenging. We might see multiple flight options with different change fees, uh, different layovers, different seat availability. And so that's the sort of thing that we may want to engage a customer service representative to help walk us through. Mm -hmm. In this case, once the call is connected, the agent would be able to push back to our device through that mobile app, which remains active, uh, a list of the flights and maybe talk you through the fares and any layovers and alternatives. And then they could push you a seat map so you could actually see what seats are available and just tap on an open seat to reserve it. I can see that as being a significant improvement, um, yeah, giving a lot more visual cues to what's happening uh, along with the support from the agent, what I think would make uh, a big, big difference. We also talked about um, um, mobile identity verification. I, I, I do think that one of the opportunities for um, fraud is often, you know, going calling into a contact center and basically BSing your way through the contact center to get them to, you know, give you in, get you into um, uh, an account or um, some kind of, you know, password reset or something along those lines. So how is this going to help mobile identity verification? Uh, we've had a lot of interesting discussions uh, with enterprises, including but not limited to financial institutions who are really interested in figuring out how to leverage that mobile authentication. We talked about how it will work if you're already logged into the mobile app and initiate the call into the contact center. So that has resonated really well. But we also had discussions uh, with a bank about a very interesting use case where they're receiving calls into their IVR, uh, and today the user uh, enters an account number and a PIN to authenticate. A lot of people right. forget their PINs, and we all know those aren't particularly secure. And since the majority of calls coming in originate from a mobile device anyway, they asked, is there a way that we could uh, get the user to authenticate in the mobile app? And uh, we came up with a pretty clever way to do that where a notification can be sent from the IVR 
back to the user's app. They can accept the notification, launch the app, log in with their fingerprint perhaps, or however they log into their mobile app, and then that generates a new call from within the app, either back to the IVR bypassing that uh, account and PIN uh, branch of the IVR menu, or better yet, it can uh, deliver the call directly to the contact center agent. So you can set up a different call queue for calls that are coming out of visual interactive calling, right. and that's really a best practice that we often recommend. Uh, let's reward the users who have attempted mobile self-service rather than making them sit through the same call queues that other callers are in. Makes perfect sense. So let's, let's spend a couple of minutes. So let's talk about the actual putting this application together. You know, the primary listeners that uh, join us on the podcast here are usually developers, um, and I'm sure they're probably um, curious as to how this all came to be. So um, maybe let's start out with, with some of the challenges that you had at Verizon in building this application, uh, and then we can move on to you know talking about how it works. Yes, as our first step we had developed a prototype of a service that would have required the user to download something new in order to use visual interactive calling. And we had a lot of enterprise customers say to us, we love the idea, we understand the seamless transition, we understand the benefits of the authentication, but couldn't we build this into our own mobile app? And so that led us to go back to the drawing board and come up with the uh, software development kit approach. So uh, we are delivering the SDK that enables the enterprise to integrate this into their own iOS or Android mobile app. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. we found that that is not particularly tricky. Uh, they've uh, The um, beta customer that we worked with and others have found it pretty easy to uh, to use that SDK. Uh, the tougher challenge is really after the call has been delivered into the contact center, doing some of the integration between the, uh, the enterprise uh, uh, contact center agent desktop and the mobile resource server. Mm. Uh, so that's an area where uh, we can provide some best practices, and if needed, uh, Verizon Professional Services can engage with the customer to help out on that facet. I, I can imagine. Um, may, maybe a, a closer look at the overall architecture might help a little bit. You know, how, how is this structured? Is the, you know, first of all, is this is this a cloud service or is something that would go into um, uh, into an enterprise's um, own data centers, and then what's the overall architecture for the um, for the application? A great way to think of it at a high level is there are three domains. Uh, there is the uh, mobile domain with the user's device and the mobile application. Mm -hmm. There is the uh, Verizon domain here, which is the visual interactive calling platform and I'll talk about exactly what that platform does. And then that delivers a call into the enterprise, and so there is the enterprise domain uh, with its existing contact center infrastructure, its existing uh, mobile resource servers and authentication servers. So those are the three areas to think of. As far as the first area goes, the, uh, the mobile domain, we're providing that SDK that enables the enterprise once again to integrate this functionality into the mobile app. Uh, 
-hmm. From the user standpoint, they don't have to have anything new or special. They'll just either download the latest version of the app or maybe when they go to log in, they'll receive a notification that there is an upgrade available and they can install that update just as they would any other update that the enterprise issues to their mobile app. So the user then starts out by logging into that app, uh, finding a place where they need assistance, tapping the button that was built into that app, and now what happens is a voice session using WebRTC, or real-time communications, is delivered from the mobile app to the Verizon Visual Interactive Calling platform. At that point, we're using a WebRTC gateway to convert that call to voice over IP. Uh, We're actually using the Oracle WebRTC session controller to perform that function. So now, uh, before we deliver the call to the contact center, we actually ping the enterprise authorization server to make sure that we get the enterprise's permission to deliver that call. So the enterprise uh, can set their own ground rules for what calls do we want to deliver. It may be a retailer uh, where there's a point in the application where the user is just looking for product information, and that doesn't require a high level of security. So maybe the enterprise will go ahead and through a token exchange process or some similar process, give us permission to deliver that call. But then for a a bank application or a healthcare application, there's going to be a much higher bar to clear in order to uh, to give permission to deliver that call. So again, we leave that up to the enterprise to set the business rules. Uh, they give us permission to deliver the call, and then we've converted that call from WebRTC to SIP, and we can deliver the call to the contact center using Verizon's VoIP inbound or IP toll-free service. Uh, The IP toll-free service is part of Verizon's IP contact center suite that includes the dialogic media servers. Mm -hmm. And so we already have integration points between IP toll-free and many of the leading contact center routing platforms, such as Genesis or Avaya or Cisco, or even cloud contact center services like Verizon's own virtual contact center. So then we deliver that call into the contact center. Uh, They can identify the mobile session that's associated with that call based on uh, identifiers that we include in the SIP header. Mm -hmm. And so now the call is in the enterprise domain, and that is where that integration between the uh, enterprise contact center and the enterprise mobile resource server comes into play. The beauty of that architecture is any of the enterprise's proprietary data or the user's sensitive personal information remains within the four walls of the enterprise. None of that is being exposed to this visual interactive calling platform. And uh, based on that design, we're avoiding what otherwise could entail a lot of sticky compliance issues with PCI or HIPAA or other compliance requirements. Right, right. yeah, I bet. I bet. Well, it sounds like um, 
it sounds like a, uh, a very well thought out solution. And I'm curious since uh, um, obviously we talked about some great use cases um, and you've obviously had some beta customers working with it before your recent announcement. Um, but um, w- you know, what kind of feedback are you getting from customers on this? It's been terrific. And I think really the design thinking approach has helped out tremendously. Uh, we didn't think that we knew the answers. We thought that our enterprise customers knew the answers and that consumers knew the answers. We have had some focus groups. So based on starting out with a concept, socializing it with customers, and then going back and uh, rethinking what we were delivering, uh, mm-hmm. we've had uh, tremendous uh, collaborative efforts from uh, with many of our customers, not only those who signed up for the beta, but other customers that we've socialized it with as well. Uh, everybody uh, really seems to be on the same page that, uh, you know, we get a lot of nods, um, people saying yes, we agree these are real business issues that we see. We are facing challenges trying to deliver a unified experience across uh, various channels on the mobile device as well as with the contact center. Interestingly, we've even seen a lot of customers start to reorganize their operations uh, recognizing that fact that they shouldn't have mobility and digital channels sitting over here and then contact center and voice interaction sitting over here. Uh, so they're really tying these together and uh, it, it's been very gratifying to see the positive response from customers. That's great. It's uh, always reassuring to uh, get some good feedback from customers, especially at the point where we are right now. Yeah. So yes. Yeah, so where do we go from here? So what, what's next for uh, Verizon, and and uh, and you know where do you take the product from here? You know we're really excited about this week's product launch, but beyond that, uh, we're excited to see that this is really the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more that WebRTC can do, a lot more capabilities that we have uh, within the Verizon platform. Uh, So uh, we've been asked about browser integration versus just mobile app integration. We started out with the mobile app because customers told us uh, that they are following a mobile-first strategy. Uh, So that was the first place to go. But we feel that we can really expand the universe of use cases for this as well as the universe of particular users uh, by integrating this into browsers for either Mm -hmm. desktop integration or even just running a Chrome or Safari browser on the mobile device. Uh, So that's one area where we uh, really see lots of additional opportunity. And then looking a little bit further down the road, there are some uh, very interesting developments in big data analytics and artificial intelligence that can really drive even better personalization and contextual relevancy. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. over the next few years, we're going to see some additional uh, both – Uh, upgrades to the visual interactive calling platform itself as well as integration with other services that Verizon is offering in those areas to once again improve the level of personalization and contextual relevance. That's great. Um, Sounds like you got a good solid roadmap then. Yes, we're, we're very excited about where it's going to go over the next few years. I think we'll see a service uh, that looks 
uh, much different than the initial service that uh, we're launching now. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, Tom, um, we're just about out of time here. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for spending some time with us today and sharing um, what I think is some pretty exciting news and sounds like a really fantastic platform. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Alan. Really appreciated having the time to share this with you today. Great. Well, just a few reminders to our listeners. Uh, Tom and I always love hearing from you. Um, you know, feel free to share your thoughts, suggestions, and comments. You can reach me on Twitter at Alan D. Percy. Uh, and uh, shout out to Verizon, their VZ Enterprise uh, Twitter handle. Uh, and, of course, we always have more news and insight on the communicationsapplications.com site. And be sure to you can subscribe uh, and you won't miss a, a single piece of uh, news or information. And uh, finally, with Tom, I want to thank you one last time for joining me today. I look forward to having you stop in for an update. I would love to hear how this is going. Maybe when we get to another big product release, that would be great to have you to come back and share that. Love to talk to you again, Alan. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you to our listeners for spending a few minutes with us here today. 